I'm Alex Garrett, and today we're going to take a little break from Sling TV Sunday because most of the NFL games are over. We'll catch up with Lou Terminello this week on Terminello's take for that. But continuing with the mini series of Adapting with Alex Garrett, where we cover National Disability Employment Awareness Month, I want to get you to my interview with Joseph McDonald, the co president of the Institute for Career Development, ICD, NYC, about employing people, young adults with disabilities in the workforce and more. Uh, hi, everybody. I'm Alex Garrett. And with me today is another special guest to talk about the Disability Employment Awareness Month, uh, Joseph McDonald, co-president of the Institute for Career Development, ICD, NYC. It's funny, Joseph. Thanks for joining me, by the way. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having us. It's funny because I saw you guys mentioned in the advertising in the uh, AM New York for actually people 18 to 24. And, you know, I think it's important to get uh, those, that generation back to work as well. And I love that you guys are having an outlet for them. But then I saw you also work with people with disabilities. And I said, well, let's have a bigger conversation then. So, Joseph, um, tell us about ICD NYC and, and what they uh, what you guys are looking to accomplish for firstly people with disabilities in the workforce. Sure. Uh, well, first of all, thank you for having us. Um, really glad that you saw that ad in AM New York. Uh, that advertisement was for a program that we're doing right now um, in partnership with the Consortium for Workers Education, which is charged with carrying out. Um, New York State's program to prevent gun violence. And so the target uh, population, as you said, is uh, youth in, in high gun violence zones in New York City between the ages of 18 and 24 who are out of school and not working and not in college. Um, <clears throat> and for us, we are a, a disability provider. So our organization, ICD, uh, began in 1917 as a spinoff of the Red Cross, and we were developed to provide vocational services for veterans returning from World War I. Over the years, veteran services have really grown up into an industry, and uh, ICD took its focus uh, into a broader area of individuals with disabilities, across disability population. So while we were we were instrumental in developing a vocational evaluation and prosthetics. Uh, we've moved into more workforce development directly with individuals with any disabilities of any ages, though primarily in the recent past with adults. And the program with the Anti-Gun Violence Initiative is part of a movement in our last year to expand into youth services. And so we are working with high school students, grades 9 through 12, as well as these 18 and 24 year olds through this anti-gun violence initiative and having conversations throughout the city in other areas where individuals with disabilities are falling through the cracks between high school or public school and the workforce. Well, you know, your story sounds a lot like my, uh, the owner and the founder of my old high school and the school I grew up with in the, the Henry Viscardi school, because Dr. Viscardi, uh, you might know, started in Long Island a school a center for those coming back from World War II who were injured on the battlefield. And he said, no, you're going to keep on working. So I love that theme, and I love connecting with people and organizations whose theme is 
you're not going to stop working because you have a disability. So kudos to you guys for continuing that tradition. Yeah, we are very familiar with the Viscardi Center and, uh, you know, just glad to be part of this wide constellation of service providers in New York City. Um, you know, there's there's no lack of interest in really helping the population in New York City who are who are disadvantaged, uh, especially those with uh, individuals with disabilities. Uh, but what we've found is there's there it is a constellation, and by that the serve there's a lot of space between the services, and so what we've really tried to focus on in the last year is helping to navigate that space so that when you leave the support of special education in school. Um, you're not immediately left without any support network. And so that's why we're moving into the schools and why we're working with ninth through 12th graders to help them really think about what their skills are and what their interests are, um, to help them build those and fill in the gaps where necessary, and to work with them so that they can create career pathways so that the day they leave high school, hopefully through graduation, they know where they're headed, they know who to talk to, they know what the journey is going to be like, and they know they can call us when they hit those bumps that are inevitable so that we can help them to succeed. You know, Viscardi is very specialized. So I noticed that you guys are partnering with local high schools, as you just mentioned. And the public school scene is not easy for someone with a disability, right? So how do you guys approach that? And even the parents of those high schoolers, um, quite frankly, worried about their kids' future. Yeah, well, I mean, we all agree about that, and, and we spent a la- uh, about a year working with a consultancy called the Bridgespan Group. They do a lot of nonprofit consultant work, um, really thinking through the next 100 years of ICD. Uh, we were hit really hard by the pandemic, as so many were, um, and I, I'm not complaining because we were lucky. Many of our peers went out of business. We were able to weather the storm, and we took the time um, – to think through how we might increase our impact in the future. As I mentioned before, for the majority of our existence, we've worked with adults with disabilities, who many of whom are getting their first job, and others are underemployed and looking to skill up and to find better careers instead of jobs. And one of the things in common with that adult group is that many of them have suffered greatly before they get to us. Homelessness, substance abuse, uh, justice involvement, and those things make it even more difficult for them to get jobs, even when they're well-trained and they've pulled themselves up by their bootstraps and they're working as hard as they can. You know, those, those items can be really gatekeeping from an employer's point of view. And so when we looked at the landscape and where those problems were beginning, we saw that it was when students were transitioning out of the support systems of the public schools into quote unquote adult life. And it's, you know, the day you graduate, all of that service, that support network you have in school, that goes away. And it's very difficult for individuals to navigate that on their own. And that leaves them really, you know, in a, in a situation where they're more likely to get justice involved and to have those problems I mentioned before. So, what we sought out to do was to pilot a program where we embed the workforce expertise that we have into directly into public schools through their special education departments. And we're not a large organization, although we do serve all of New York City. Um, so we cordoned off the resources to be able to launch a program in partnership with two public schools in New York City. 
and we found these wonderful schools, Discovery Hill, uh, <clears throat> Discovery High School in the, in the Bronx and Richmond Hills High School in Queens. Um, and both of them have really strong special ed departments already. And they have the support of their principals and vice principals um, so that they could try to do a pilot like this. So from that standpoint, beginning in the way that we have with really strong partners from the get-go, it's been a really easy job getting into the schools. And our model is an opt-out model. So any student in our public high schools that has an IEP or a 504 plan is automatically welcome to the services of an individual, an employee of ICD who's embedded in the schools. They have a desk there in the special ed department called the navigator. And that person's job is to do all of that workforce development stuff. So assessment, intake, training, uh, training, and working on those career pathways, setting up work experiences, and being a coach and a counselor and a mentor. So we've had a really great response. The students line up outside the doors at office hours, um, and we've had launch events at both schools that were well attended by parents who were eager to make use of this new service. I'm talking with, and, and, and that is awesome because I feel like, um, you know, I was just thinking of this vested, you know, the, the group vested, and I don't know how change that is, but back in my day, that was the thing that people went to, and that sort of disappeared or, or, or changed, and so for you guys to fill that void is great. We're talking with Joseph uh, McDonald, the co-president of the Institute for Career Development. And, uh, you know, do you guys work with the government as well? Because when you mentioned, yeah, we have different departments, does it get political at all? Does it get into the government realm where they help you out? Or is this more of a privatized effort? Sure. Well, we're a nonprofit, so we work, uh, and I should mention, all of our services are offered at no cost to our participants and their families. And the way that we've managed that is that we do have, so VESID is now uh, renamed as uh, Access VR, and we work with them. So we're a contractor for access. So individuals with disabilities um, who are looking for workforce support and job placement in New York State, um, but in our case in New York City, uh, they apply to Access VR, and they are often sent here as a first step for their diagnostic vocational evaluation. You may be familiar with the five to 10 days of testing to really get a sense of your skills and your interests. Um, and so that's the largest, uh, from a number standpoint, the largest service we provide. Uh, we provide that to what used to be roughly a thousand students a year, um, but it, that number has gone down drastically since the pandemic for, for a number of reasons, which I could speak to if you're interested, but it may be a little off topic of this conversation. Um, so we do work with that, uh, with the Access VR contract. But one of the reasons I joined ICD was to really help them to diversify their revenue sources. You could imagine the need is great and we want to increase our impact. Uh, and the ways that we'll do that is by being able to provide more funds to keep our services free. And so I've begun work along with a small team here to raise funds through private uh, foundations, uh, through individuals, as well as looking at other government contracts. So in, in addition to the contract with Access VR. And we've had some good success with that. So, for instance, the anti-gun violence program, that is a, a state contract that we're working as a subcontractor under. And we have another, a, a number of other applications in play that we're hoping will come to fruition over the next few years and help us expand further. We, we have the expertise. We have the instructors. We have the counselors. We even have the space 
And so it's all but for the funds that we can get folks in here. And as your experience with VESIT may tell you, um, it is it is a government agency and they have regulations and it, it can be gatekeeping as well. And so we know there are individuals who, who working through access may not be appropriate for them, but they still have the desire and the need. And so we'd like to be able to serve them too. You know, I want to ask about the college realm because we sort of dealt with the high school, but obviously kids 18 to 24. So we're talking now as they get into college, any success stories on the college front that you've seen, hey, you know, we went into the college realm and we've helped, um, we've helped, you know, kids in college get to the workforce as well. Well, that actually brings up another crucial component for our, our navigator program, which is partnership and referral. And so we are not a college provider. We've had some partnership with CUNY in the past, and I'm looking to develop that further. You know, the mayor has really focused on CUNY as a hub for bringing workforce and uh, employment and labor together, and, and has recently spoken in a few conferences about the need to incentivize certification and not to think solely about college as a degree-granting area. And so we are to be, you know, upfront, a workforce development organization, we provide secondary education other than college. And so that's our expertise. So when we evaluate someone, be it an adult in our, um, in our offices or a student in one of our partner high schools, um, if they believe that they're, the right path for them isn't college, then we help them along the workforce pathway and we, can, uh, we have a great deal of expertise to share with them there. For students that are interested in college, um, high schools actually provide a, a lot more resource for college-bound students than they do for workforce-bound students already. So there is some infrastructure there. Um, and, you know, there's also, though, a downside to that, which is oftentimes students may be encouraged to go to college because it's the only course that there's knowledge about within the schools, um, and then they don't persist there. So there's an area that we think we can have a good impact through our navigators, working with students and making referrals or being part of the process of their referral and their first year in college so that we can help them to persist, to understand the landscape and to gain access to the accommodations that they rightfully deserve, which many will not do uh, either for lack of an understanding of the system or perhaps uh, out of just being shy or uncomfortable or lacking the self-confidence. And so we wanna be there to support them. And, and that's a, a piece that I should um, call out of our navigator model. We're not only working with students ninth through 12th grade, but we've made a commitment to work with them for their first year after graduation, whether that be into ICDs, secondary services, in directly into the workforce through job placement, or onto college and whatever their career aspirations are. We're going to be there with them for a year to see how they're going. So if we have another conversation like this next in DM, um, you know, maybe I'll have more to report on those of our students from high school who are seniors this year who chose to go to college and how they do it, and I'll look forward to that. But our system for handling that is is partnerships, vetted partnerships, and using those folks who are the experts in that area. And there is a lot of that expertise at Kinney, so New York is lucky for that. I'm a little overwhelmed right now because I, I talk with the Center for Independent uh, Independence of Data Disabled New Yorkers uh, yesterday on my podcast. Now I have you on. It's like we're building something here, you know, Joseph? Like we're building a network, and, and I don't know. I'm very honored that you guys wanted to come on and talk about this because, you know, I was thinking, well, we could talk about the employment, and you're 
opening me up to this different world of 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 great things you guys are doing. So thank you for opening up into that world for me today on this podcast. It's been my pleasure, and and I feel the same. I'm energized this year more than ever before. You know, we many of our uh, nonprofit providers work within their lanes, and and a lot of that. Um, is almost necessitated by the way government contracts exist, and, and most of us exist either by private funding or, or public funding. But there is a realization, and it was the topic at every conference I've been to this past month, that we have the expertise we need to solve these problems, and we need to work across businesses and across organizations and together, truly together, with labor, with uh, employers, with those who are interested in degrees and those who are interested in certifications and those who are interested in just getting to work and finding and building those pathways so that we all have every choice that we could possibly want available to us and that the businesses like ICD and our peers have put the work in on the back end to convince and to advocate for the funding to make it possible. You know why I originally brought you guys on is because I feel like the 18 and 24 generation is such a that's the crux right there. I, I feel like th- that generation on their phone. I mean, people say I'm on my phone all the time, but that there's still this, I, I feel like we're losing the whole roll up their sleeves and do things. And you guys are saying, no, roll up your sleeves and do things. You know what I mean? And I think that's, that's on a societal thing being lost and you guys are bringing it back, if you will. Yeah. My, my co-president Diojica here at ICD says it well. Uh, students will often say, so you guys are going to help me get a job. Uh, or no, they'll say, so you guys are going to get me a job? And he's and he always says, no, you're going to get yourself a job. We're going to teach you how to do it. Say that one more time. I, I feel like that's the mission statement of ICD right there, that, that one <laughs> statement right there. Well, we do have a mission statement. But, yeah, it's you know, when, when students say, oh, you're going to get me a job, we say, no, we're going to teach you how to get yourself a job. And you know where that starts? It's the uh, first – encouragement of not being afraid to adapt and that's why this podcast exists because we're getting people on who are telling people you can adapt you can do it especially after covid right so thank you so much joseph and i feel like we're gonna have many conversations down the road here well i look forward to it thank you for the opportunity to talk to you today i'm alex garrett where we're always adapting